In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Amen. Jesus healed many who were sick with all kinds of diseases, and he threw out many demons. I want to suggest that it's hard for us to know sometimes what to do with passages like this. It's hard for me to know what to do with it. As I was preparing this sermon, I thought, what do I do with this? (laughs) It sounds wonderful for those people, right? All those villagers. But inevitably, our thoughts, my thoughts, our thoughts go to our lives and the lives of those that we love and care about, and we think about all the prayers that seem to go unanswered, the diseases that go unhealed, the demons that don't leave, the depression that doesn't lift, the hardship that won't quit, the relief that won't come. It's hard sometimes to rejoice in someone else's answered prayer when your own prayers don't seem to be availing much at all. As the prophet Isaiah said to us today, it's easy for us to feel like our way is hidden from the Lord, that God doesn't see, that God doesn't know, that God's not paying attention. And so I feel this. I trust that many of you do as well. So the good news we proclaim today is something that I very much need for myself, and I think that we need to hear this morning. And it's this, that though it's often difficult to see, Jesus has confronted and conquered the forces of death that seek to enslave and oppress. And now the fact is, God is simply present and at work, lavishing us and the whole world, in fact, with holistic healing for mind, body, soul, and society. God is not ignoring you. God has not forgotten you. God is with you, even now, in your pain, your confusion, your struggle, speaking life and giving strength. So stay engaged, beloved. Keep walking, receiving and ministering healing as you are able, however you can, trusting God's boundless energy to sustain you. I have to say a word about what Jesus is doing when he's doing his healing ministry for us to understand how this relates to us today and how this good news can come to us today. Over the last couple of weeks, we've seen in our gospel readings um, that right from the very beginning, Jesus' ministry is one of healing sickness and throwing out demons, proclaiming good news. We'll be reading Mark all year, by the way. Um, and there are hints that this is causing conflict already, uh, these very beginning verses of the Gospel of Mark. Jesus' ministry is implicitly contrasted with that of the religious authorities. He's moving into their territory, teaching in synagogues, and he's doing their work better than they're doing it. And people are amazed at this. The crowd's response is actually more than amazement. It's kind of a panic. This word means like they're almost panicking when it feels like society is like, wait, the foundations of what I thought our society was are being shaken by Jesus' ministry. People are on edge. The social order is being disrupted. And eventually we'll see in the Gospel of Mark that what Jesus is doing does raise the ire of the local authorities. But for us modern readers, it's hard to know why. If Jesus is simply curing sick people and delivering the demon-possessed, why would they care? 
Why would the rulers of the social order care that Jesus is doing this? There were lots of magicians and healers in Jesus' day. Lots of people doing this kind of work who never encountered any political resistance from the authorities, but Jesus seems to draw this resistance almost from day one. Why? What's going on here in Jesus' healing ministry? Jesus' healing ministry is part of a larger project of opposition to the status quo. That's why it drew the resistance of the local authorities. Jesus' healing ministry is portrayed, especially in Mark's gospel, as an essential part of his struggle to bring concrete liberation to the oppressed and and the marginalized in Palestinian society. It was a direct threat to the social order. And here's why. We tend to think of diseases nowadays, um, we tend to think of diseases as affecting individuals and caused by internal factors inside of one's body. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just not the way that anybody in Jesus' day would have thought about diseases and illnesses. In Jesus' day, everybody thought about illnesses as having profound social and political and cultural causes and effects. And so you'll notice in the Gospels that the illnesses that Jesus focuses on in his ministry of healing are those that are associated with ritual impurity and sin, which is not just, which causes, again, the way that they look at illness, it it causes not just pain or discomfort inside of one's body, but exclusion and marginalization from the community. It meant that you could not have full status as a member of the society, as a member of the community. And so for Jesus to heal, he isn't simply curing a disease for one person. He is providing social and political liberation to the poor and, to all, and all the problems of belonging and, and wholeness that they encounter through illness. And so Jesus restores the social wholeness of those that he heals, not just the bodily wholeness. This is what he's doing. And he's, when he's, so when he's healing, he's defying the social order set up of his day that said, here's what you do with ill people, and here's the process that you need to go through to become part of the community again. And a lot of those people could never go through that process because the illness never left their body. And so Jesus is providing social, political liberation for these people in healing, and he's circumventing the way that the social order works. All right? Make sense? Okay. Jesus is challenging the social boundaries and class barriers of his society. His healings were, kind of, were a kind of symbolic civil disobedience, especially when he healed on the Sabbath. That was overt, intentional. It was like political theater when he healed on the Sabbath. He is enacting civil disobedience on behalf of the marginalized. And this is why his ministry brings such opposition from the authorities. And I say all this because, again, it's easy for us to miss the point of Jesus' healing ministry, and it's therefore easy for us to miss what Jesus is doing among us when we don't see a miracle every day, for example. 
So for Jesus, it's not about the seeming miraculousness of the healing. It's about the social and political revolution that the healing brings about. That's what Jesus is doing on a deeper level. Jesus is less like a doctor performing surgery for an individual patient and more like, for example, Martin Luther King Jr. kneeling in prayer in front of police dogs and water hoses. That's more like what Jesus is doing when he heals and when he casts out demons. The power of these actions lies not in a manipulation of nature, but in the confrontation with the dominant order of oppression and the witness to different possibilities. There's a different way that we could live together. And Jesus' healing provided that for the poor, for the marginalized. And that's why it was such a threat to the social order. That's, by the way, that's called the kingdom of God. That's what Jesus means when he says the kingdom is here. So Jesus' exorcisms and his healings were powerful not because they defied the laws of nature. That's not what was happening primarily. But because they defied the dominant social order that oppressed and dehumanized the poor, the outcasts, the marginalized. It was holistic healing that Jesus was providing for mind, body, soul, society, the whole thing was part of what Jesus was doing. And this work continues today. This is our good news, friends. Though it's not always easy to see, Jesus has confronted and has conquered the forces of death that seek to enslave and oppress. And now the fact is that God is simply present and at work, lavishing us with holistic healing today for mind, body, soul, and society. God is not ignoring you. God has not forgotten you. God is with you, even now, in whatever pain or confusion or struggle you're feeling. Speaking life and giving strength. So, beloved, stay engaged. Stay engaged in this walk. Keep walking. Receiving and ministering healing as best you can. Trusting God to sustain you with boundless energy. So Jesus' ministry was singular in the sense that he confronted and conquered these forces of death in a very definitive way for us. But receiving the gift of this new life is never a passive affair for us. Jesus invites us into full participation in what he continues to do through the spirit that he has poured out upon us. If we can see the social and political meaning of Jesus' healing and his exorcisms, we can begin to see how this work continues today and hear God's invitation for us to be part of it and to participate in it. So I want to suggest that every action, any action, that seeks to widen the circle of belonging and flourishing to include those who have been excluded from it for whatever reason is the same kind of work as Jesus was doing in his healing and in his exorcism. It's the same kind of work. That's why we had to go through that little, that little mini teaching about what Jesus was doing with healings. Any work that seeks to include those who have been pushed to the margins is the work of Jesus, to bring them into holistic healing and flourishing and belonging in community. So for example, the issue that Gina drew our attention to a couple weeks ago, publicly calling upon Indiana's Family and Social Services Administration to rethink their proposed budget cuts to a program 
that allows parents to serve as full-time caregivers for their medically complex children. They were just trying to cut the budget, but the work of inclusion, the work of healing, was those families saying, you don't understand how this is going to affect our families. It allows parents to give care to their children and not need to hold down a second job to do so. So I want to suggest that's the same kind of work as what Jesus was doing in healing and exorcism. Another example is uh, just the work of challenging our inherited definitions of physical and mental disability, which was a category, by the way, that was invented to segregate people who don't fit easily into the cogs of the capitalist machine. We could talk about that later if you want. (laughs) But the work of resisting the social codes and the systems that marginalize people who are labeled disabled, keeping them outside the circle of belonging and flourishing, that's the work of Jesus. That's the work of holistic healing that Jesus inaugurated and continues in our midst. Public, dramatic, symbolic actions that disrupt the systems of death-dealing power that seek to categorize and label and segregate and separate and oppress and enslave, these are all part of how God is working in our world for holistic healing of mind, body, soul, and society. And God is also at work to minister this holistic healing uh, in the care of these parents that they give to their medically complex children and in every action of witness and care given to every marginalized person. When you offer gentleness and listening presence to a child, when you offer gentleness and compassion to yourself, you participate in the healing of Jesus. When you make time in your schedule for someone in the hospital or in rehab, when you take a moment to pray for the needs shared in our church group chat, when you share your needs, in the church group chat, or with a friend, when you share your weaknesses, when you share your discouragement, when you share your sins, when you share your unhealthy coping mechanisms with others that you trust, you participate in the healing ministry of Jesus. When you gather with others in table group to eat together and share your life with each other, when you listen to one another deeply, when you bear witness to one another's pain and struggle, when you take a step to adjust how we organize our life together to make more room in our midst for those that society marginalizes. When we come to church or load up the live stream, even when we're not feeling it. All of these things, beloved, are acts of faith. They participate in the holistic healing ministry of Jesus that has confronted and conquered the forces of death. Faith is not a feeling of certainty or it's not a feeling of excitement about God. So many of us get discouraged because we feel like we don't have faith, because we don't feel excited, or because we don't feel certain about things anymore. That's not faith. Faith is just taking the next step of engagement with God. And that might include yelling at God in anger. That's faith. It might include sharing with a friend that you don't know why your prayers are not being answered. That's faith. It's not obvious often to our five senses, but Jesus' ministry of holistic healing of mind, body, soul, and society, it continues to this day. And we participate in it every time we take one of those little steps of faith. 
And I just want to say it's available to us today. That ministry of healing is available to us today. So open up, share, listen, bear witness, love as best you can, and trust God to sustain you. Let's respond now in uh, prayer, out loud or silently, and then continue to respond. The rest of our service, beloved, is just a response to this good news. We're going to confess our faith together. We're going to pray for the church and for the world. We're going to confess our sins together. We're going to offer ourselves to God. We're going to receive grace in the body and blood of Jesus and power to continue this week to perceive and participate in the healing ministry of Jesus as we go from this place. So let us do so together. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen.